In this episode of The Full Nerd, what's the deal with APUs? NVIDIA Volta already obsolete and the latest on Meltdown. Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 41, recorded on February 20th. I got the date right. I'm Gordon Mong, along with Brad Charkas. Adam upgraded the audios, for, so for the first time ever, I got to hear the intro song. Which is a, a big deal. Mm-hmm. Eleni Yi. Hi, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. So, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we just had a three-day weekend uh, in in the U.S. Uh, and do you want to know what video game that I started and finished over this weekend? Oh, do tell. Bayonetta. <laughs> yes, I beat Bayonetta over this uh, this long weekend. It was great. Wait, 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 wait. Which platform? The Switch. Okay. Because yeah. So what what do you think, Gordon? You, you think you want to try it out? You know, I actually downloaded it. Um, it's a good segue. I actually downloaded it on the Ryzen twenty two hundred G build uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. last week, and uh-huh. it's I gotta say it's a it's a pretty stiff game to run at, at uh, nineteen by ten on on the APU. Interesting. Well, it it runs on my Switch. No, I mean really it runs. Well. I mean it runs fine. <laughs> it I'm just runs. saying. <laughs> I I just sort of thought, oh, this is going to be a console port, let instant emulator. You can run it on you know a five year old Android phone, but it actually is. It's a it's a yeah. decently stiff game to run on on PC. Yeah. So you know what you normally then say is it's it's poorly optimized, but who knows? You know. A lot of those Japanese action games really are poorly optimized. Though. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just could be. Definitely. I took a nap on the couch. I didn't beat nice. any games. Nice. Really? That sounds yeah. like the best all game my kids had to go to school, so I'm just like, it's one o'clock, I'm going to take a nap on the couch. Amazing. <laughs> I did sleep in on, because I stayed up all night Friday playing video games, and I, I slept in on Saturday. More no, worship? On Sunday. Maybe I slept in on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we know the answer to that. No, I think I slept in on Friday is what I did. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I did. Slept in on Friday. You know, play video games at three o'clock in the morning. Uh huh. So, weren't you here Friday? <laughs> no, it wasn't Friday a holiday. No. no. Oh, well, Saturday then. <laughs> Whatever. You know, three day weekends are really tough. <laughs> really. You had your case of the Tuesday. Uh, I guess it was Saturday. <laughs> I stayed up. No, that just can't be right. <laughs> it was Sunday. I stayed up all night on Saturday. Wow. You're I, spending go, a lot of time go. on this. Yeah, um, I can't remember. That tells you it's a good weekend. Internet television. The sad thing is, like some people are like, you know, the cool people are like, yeah, I was at this bar and we we're out to. It's like, yeah, I was playing video games through. <laughs> That's actually a good thing. <laughs> A lot cheaper. All right, it's well, a lot cheaper. Were yes. you playing video games on the uh, the new Ryzen APU? You know, I that I'm gonna have to try that. It should be fine though because I I've played the game that I played down on a GT940. So uh, again, the performance of it is of the new APU. If you don't know, if you are under a rock and you just came out, uh, AMD's two new uh, GP uh, APUs are out: Ryzen G2200G, Ryzen 3 2200G. 99 bucks, $169 is a 2400. Both of them have Vega cores. Both of them are quad cores. You get a Vega 8, 8 CUs with the budget part. And then for the 170, you get 11 CUs. So. Right. And, and then the uh, 170 part or $170 part is uh, eight threads, right? 
Uh, yeah. So you get uh, SMT on the 24. No, for your 70 bucks, you get four more threads and three more CUs. A little more clock. Not that much, but a little tiny more clock. Is that considered a Ryzen 5 part? Yeah, Ryzen 5 2400G is what. And they, they call it, it's got a two series name, even though it is not technically a, the x86 cores are still older 14 nanometer cores. They're not the new 12 nanometer Zen Plus stuff that's coming out, right? Gordon, can you give us our uh, TLDR of, of your reviews? Yeah, so, the, you know, the TLDR, and I, I've been, um, I, it's awesome because you get basically, you know, two to three times performance of the best, well, not, the best you can get out of a socketed Intel IGP, right? So, HD630 is the best you can get it out of a socketed chip. You can get 2x, 2.5 to 3x of that performance, and it is it is very decent Entry level budget discrete gaming performance. Um, it's not quite a, a GT 1030. It is not quite an RX 660. But I got to say, it's close enough that I I'd have a hard time thinking it makes sense to do a, a budget um, GPU in cer- some circumstances. So I was I'm reading. Actually, I think it was a Nantech that review too, and the way they phrase it is this devastates the market for graphics cards under a hundred dollars. Yeah, it definitely it definitely sort of does. But, you know, what's interesting because I, I love the thing because I definitely I, I think the reception you look at hardware reviews. Anybody who doesn't know, if you read hardware reviews of anything, you can sort of think of them as movie reviews. Right. Uh, Ebert liked it for this reason. So and so we don't care about didn't like it. Or the Gene Shalit didn't like it for this reason. <laughs> it's all different. People Ooh, have different out. No, I mean, there's it. I'm Gene Shalit. Uh, <laughs> People have different tastes. There's different, and I, I got to say, if you are absolutely building a super budget gaming machine, it it does the job. It does the job really well. I'm super excited. I think it's a great part. Right. But, you know, again, this is not, there are some situations where you, you definitely don't want to buy an APU, right? I, and actually, the one thing I was just looking at while I last week is like, you know, part of the reason what makes the Ryzen G parts so great, the Ryzen APU, is, you know, eight, uh, GPU uh, prices are insane, but I yep. I couldn't believe that I was looking at at the historical prices um, on Amazon of 1050 and 1050 Ti parts. <laughs> 1050 Ti parts sometimes would dip down to 115 dollars. I mean, like, and now they're was, more than 100 dollars yeah. more than that. Back when it was normal, that's what you could get it for. Yeah, but so like to me, it's like look, APUs are awesome if you're putting them up against you know like. If it's 75% the performance of a GT 1030 or a RX 550, and sometimes it'll be the equivalent in some games, yeah, okay, that makes sense, $100 video card, but you're looking at a 1050 or 1050 Ti, that 1050, 1050 Ti is going to smoke, going to smoke the APU, so I, I don't think it, it makes a lot of sense in that point, but you can't get a 1050 or 1050 Ti for $115, so. No, you'd be spending probably minimum to, like, in an ideal world, you'd be spending minimum twice, which you would for just one of these APUs. Yeah. So I just, I, I don't know. I mean, you have any feelings on this, whether it makes any sense? I, and I sort I, of said, what's the deal with them? Because it's like, if these prices come back to earth, I don't know what happens to APUs at that point. I think it's, I think that they're a really strong purchase because you don't have to buy another graphics card. If you're looking for budget entry level gaming, then uh, GTX 1050 will add... 150 to 200 dollars on top of the cost of your processor and motherboard whereas with this you just spend your processor and motherboard cost 
And you have a thing that'll play games out of the box. Even the low-end one, I think, would be great for 720p, maybe high settings. You know, maybe some right. games at 1080p. That's that's amazing. I think I think it has a really strong value proposition. I think like uh, right now, with graphics card be- prices being so high, if your graphics card craps out, I think it might be making a lot more sense, depending on what else you have on your PC, to go out there and spend the 150 bucks on one of these chips and a motherboard. And wait for graphics card prices to come back to normal. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I think is is what's so great about the timing of it is. Yeah, it's really well timed. It's yeah, AMD has <laughs> just got like a. I think they have a DeLorean somewhere down there. Maybe like Lisa Sue just gets in it, drives back, and like okay, we or we we can launch the part now. Let's let's wait five months. Why? <laughs> <laughs> just 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 wait. All right. I can't tell you why it'll, it'll ruin the timeline, but just trust me on this one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, uh, uh, it's a hundred bucks for a thing that can play 720p gaming. I mean, it, it was playing, you know, Rise of the Tomb Raider. It was playing all kinds of other stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that's amazing to me. And a Ryzen three quad core is still as powerful or close enough as powerful to what a lot of people still rock in older processors having their pcs i think right so right and i think there's a lot to like in these and i kind of feel like the question because it's come up in other reviews that you know oh like these wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for the fact that gpu prices are so inflated i don't think that's actually true i think that there would still be a space for these parts even if gpu prices were normal because think about this way one before you couldn't even get integrated graphics with the Ryzen part, so now you can. So it doesn't. So for everybody who didn't need that extra boost, like they save money, really. Right. So that's a boon to them. And honestly, I think that's where AMD was, was going in the first place. Because didn't you tell me that they're completely replacing or phasing out the Ryzen three twelve hundred, which is right. the four uh, core four thread part that was like ninety nine or I can think it was actually more like one ten. Yeah last year when it was out so the thing that i did think was interesting though was we talked about this a little bit was like the whole like difference between like the cache sizes and if that was going to be an issue at all if you didn't use the integrated graphics for much beyond just you know powering a monitor so i don't think we've seen any testing come out about that yet yeah i didn't have time to do it i don't think any i don't think anybody else has has yet but um just so you know uh ryzen 3 2400 G has half the cache of Ryzen 3 1200, which has what eight eight megs. This has four megs. Right. Uh, also, but there's a key difference. The Ryzen 3 1200, which is a quad core, uses two CCX modules, and then they have two of the 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 CPUs disabled on those two CCXs. I don't know whether they're bad or just it's simply done for cost marketing reasons. So you do have that inner CCX latency of one core or one chip talking to the other chip. Um, there is a cost, uh, there is a performance cost to that. It's been proven. AMD says, yeah, there is a performance cost to that. And some, some things this, uh, the new Ryzen APUs, both of them are native quad core parts. They're just a simple, uh, one CCX. So there's no inner CCX communication latency, but your cash, you do have less cash though, because you don't have cash from both of those two CCXs. So the cash is cut in half, but you lose latency. Uh, the official message from AMD, just so everybody knows, is uh, it's a wash. There's some things where you get more performance in games because you don't have the inner CCX latency, and then there's some games where the inner CCX latency will, uh, you know, or the larger cache will benefit you. So, 
it's really you know hard to say i think it's they're saying yeah for the most part it's a wash some things will be better some things won't be so regardless i still think in this space they're not people won't really notice no no and honestly and i think it really does fill in that gap because i mean it really did i think it really did you know you pointed out when we they we first did ryzen reviews you know people 99 dollars cpus they don't $99 that go out and buy $99 chips, they don't want to go to also go out and buy a, a video card. No, because like what you, even if you get like some super cheap one, it's going to cost you minimum 30 to $40. Right. I don't feel like it goes really much lower than that. Right. And that's what actually was very attractive with Intel is every single part up to the high end, you got IGPs. So you didn't have to have it. And yeah. if you're not a gamer or you're very, very, you know, low ambition gaming, it's, it's fine. You know, so and that was really a blind spot for AMD that they've now yeah. corrected. So and it speeds up the time of the build, honestly. Oh yeah, our build last <laughs> week went so fast. Yeah, we we were we were do we were like the we were like the road crew, the the state road crew. We we're like, well, let's slow this down. <laughs> Are you people gonna watch one person do something now? Well, let's take another lunch break. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mox- well, I'm really. Uh, Go ahead. I really hope that AMD is able to convince big box partners to jump on board and offer some systems with these mm. because i think if you start seeing 500 dollars pcs at best buy that are capable of entry-level games and stuff like that i think that'd be a strong selling point for amd but also for pc gaming in general to say hey i can go to the to the you know best buy or whatever walmart and get this the thing that'll let me play league of legends and even, you know, Witcher 3, if I tone it down or whatever, at 720p for 500 bucks, just go pick it up off the shelf. I would love to see that. I hope that happens. Yeah, and, and just to, to talk about some entry-level, I mean, some gaming. I, you know, I, I last week I loaded up a few games. I only got to try a couple of them. I tried um, some console game, Bayonetta. <laughs> the, no, it's uh, Rusty uh, over on YouTube corrected me. It's The Bayonetta. The Bayonetta. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was the name of the console. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I thought it was too because it sounds like one. It's Isn't that sounds like a Chevy? The Chevy Bayonetta? I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I also above. I also did download also PUBG. I haven't tried the, the other sort of uh, games. All of the, the sort of common esports games, I don't expect there to be a problem with. Um, but I did try PUBG and I really want to see what you could do and again this is the, the bottom end part and i think the ram was at 2400 uh, and i was seeing in adam watch some of this yeah, some yeah. Of it was, we're, we're kind of sitting there going through the the different graphics right variations. so 19 by 19 by 10 everything low um and draws to draw distance i think was high at, at high yeah. uh it was about 25 24 frames a second not great Oof. But yeah. you know, it's interesting because I found a video. <laughs> I know that's not great. But I was I was looking at uh, now. Online. Gordon loves console games. No, no, I was looking online and and because this is about cost, right? It's it's. I will say, if you want lower cost, consoles are great at lower cost. You want McDonald's food? McDonald's is great for lower cost food, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want a really good burger, you go to a. You got to pay more money for it. It's hard to make that expensive burger for mm-hmm. the same price as McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So, but uh, PUBG, wait, wait, I one thing. So one guy, <laughs> I just want to get this in because I was like, well, I don't have, a, I didn't have a, a GT 1030 here. I didn't get it in time. Uh, this one YouTuber had video comparisons of the RX 550 and a GT 1030, and they were both at same settings, 19 by 10, and uh, the draw distance is very high, which you need for um, for PUBG. They were getting about 28 to 30 frames a second. 
So same ballpark. It was the same ballpark. I wouldn't say it was phenomenally better, but I I gotta say I was then I went I kicked it down at 720p, 720p same settings, and really, um, you were pushing 45 to 50 frames a second. So that's I, all you need right there. That's all you need. <laughs> I, I, although 720p is kind of ugly on a 1080p panel, I, you know, but I'd rather have the frame rates, especially in a shooter. So that was the question I was going to ask you earlier. Did you try to turn it down to 720p? Because I would do that every time. Yeah. Rather than play at 24 FPS. Or yeah. I, I got to say, I think I think a lot of the more sort of negative reaction to the APU is because their standard of gaming on PC, which I understand. I understand where that comes from is 1080p. You want to see all gaming at 1080p on the PC. Realistically, this is an integrated part. I th- I really think it's for it's a hundred dollars su- for hundred bucks. <laughs> it's a super solid. It's but, a super solid 720p part. Some games at 1080p, older games, Counter Strike, that kind of stuff. But it really is. I think of it as a 720p high quality game. I know from my facial expression, it looked like I was about to argue with you, and I'm not. <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> I'm mentally that. arguing with the people who are saying this. <laughs> Because other thing too is how many that. people how many people are actually playing at 1080p? I mean, given how many PC gamers there are in the world in aggregate, like the percentage of people who are actually playing at 1080p aren't that dominant. There's a whole. If you look at the Steam hardware survey, there's a whole big chunk of percentages yeah. under 1080p. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I do wonder though, is that a problem with uh, the Steam survey? Because it it goes out and I think it looks at, hey, you have a 1080p panel. Does that mean you're playing on it at 1080p, or does that mean you're playing at 720p on a 1080p panel? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it just registers the hardware. <laughs> right. So I I think we all sort of assume, oh, 1080p, everybody's playing in 1080p. But, you know, the biggest GPU on Steam is in it Intel Integrated <laughs> Graphics. Yes. Besides have... Bejeweled, which my wife can play at 2560 <laughs> by 1600. I just, yeah, so, I mean, last year I put together this really old system from just like, I called it a Frankenstein build because it was just all these old parts that I had cobbled together. So I like threw in a Sandy Bridge era Core i3, like a GTX 750Ti. You know, like whatever RAM I could find. And I gave it to a friend because he had been playing on a Mac. <laughs> and, <Ugh>. Yes. <laughs> and he's like, I really want to play more games, but I can't. <laughs> for, for multiple reasons. One, because he's on Mac. And then two, because it's a, a laptop. So, you well, know. you know, the great thing about a Mac platform is that you can dual boot. You can have both Windows and Mac on one platform. That's pretty good at Mac uh, <laughs> Apple user. He was so he was so happy when I gave him that old hardware. Like it was such an upgrade for him. Yeah. yeah. And I and I was just like, I don't even know how you've been surviving like this for like how many years? <laughs> That's what Ian plays with. Ian Paul, one of our contributors. He has a laptop that he like used this insane system. We have an article about oh it God. to rig up an external GPU. Oh, yeah. He still plays Witcher 3 and stuff like that on the 750 Ti. Nice. Oh, nice. my God. <laughs> I, that's got to be like, I, I mean, I just kind of wonder what it's like, you know, like it, it's it's like when the Berlin Wall fell and like everybody came out in their gray clothes, you know, like, oh, my God, what the hell is this? You know, like. <laughs> Like, I talk smack about the Big Mac, but, like, suddenly you get the Big Mac, and you've been in East Germany your whole time, and suddenly, like, you're in a free country, and, like, what's that like? Is it, or is it, like, is it like being beamed into the 23rd century, like, from here? Like, I mean, to play games on a PC at high resolution with high-quality settings. Yeah. 
I'm not saying Mac users are like <laughs> primitive, you know, oh, seventh would century never say people. That. No, you would never would say that. Never. That you beam down to the planet and you're like, well, this is a this is a non-warp culture, Captain. We certainly can't give them uh, 1440p gaming. <laughs> Every episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, so, a quick question over on Facebook from uh, Raphael: uh, the the APU has FreeSync, correct? It does actually. Yes. It does uh, support FreeSync, and which, I haven't tried it yet. I need to. Elena has our FreeSync panel, which which is kind of amazing, right? Like you buy a hundred dollar part, and you have you can actually smooth out the fact that it's not going to push out that many frames by just hooking it. And you can get you can get right FreeSync monitor. monitor for under a hundred dollars too. Yeah, they're super cheap right now. God, it's crazy. Nvidia's just got and, to do it. Go ahead, Brad. It sorry. actually supports. Most people associate FreeSync with uh, DisplayPort. Uh, which isn't often found in cheap panels, but FreeSync also supports HDMI, and these chips in particular hmm. also support FreeSync over HDMI. So it's just, that's that's wonderful. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how PUBG will feel if you play it with a FreeSync monitor. I should try it. I mean, it, yeah. yeah. It still probably won't be pretty, but yeah. it'll be interesting to see if you yeah. feel much of a difference. I mean, that you're looking at 25 frames a second. That's probably like a 4K on a 1070 on a 4K, right? <laughs> that's not great. <laughs> Do you think it's just no, like I got more than that on my 1070? Well, on PUBG, yeah. Oh, okay. It uh, probably scales a little more yeah. at, that, at that level. Uh, you know, we, we got a good question over on uh, Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash PC World US, uh, <laughs> about uh, how this is going to compare to a uh, KB Lake G. Oh, yeah, KB Lake G is going to smoke it. Yeah, 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 it, it'll destroy it. But at the same time, $99 APU versus, and somebody pointed out because I, I, because this APU isn't laptops, it, it's it's a cheap part. It's a low expense, inexpensive part. Uh, KB Lake G has HBM2. <laughs> it's got more CUs. It's just a, you know. It's a and beast. it's and it's also. It's a high-end Intel processor. It's a high-end Intel processor. It's going into XPS 15. Frankly, it's got a, if it doesn't show up in the MacBook Pro 15 redesign, I would be surprised. So you're looking at $2,500 plus laptops versus $800 laptops. And, you know, we haven't seen KB Lake G and anything. I mean, it's in the nook, but that's about it. So Mm -hmm. it's not a socketable part, which I was very careful to say this is the fastest because you can't get Intel Iris plus you can't get KB Lake G in a socket. Mm. It's all, those are all BGA. There's a soldered down. So Mm. I didn't realize that permanent parts. Uh, and on Twitch that was from Moxel. Uh, sorry to, not include your name. Although I, I gotta wonder, like, so I mean, we've got not to get too far up, but what what's the deal? I mean, how long can Nvidia hold the line on 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 G Sync? If I think forever, <laughs> Free Sync is like almost everywhere now. It feels like you know, I mean, for the price, yeah, at some point. But I mean, it's it's kind of like being. Forgive me for saying this, but it's kind of like being an Apple fan person. You know, like you once you've bought into that ecosystem, they kind of have you hostage at that point, unless you're really willing to make the switch to a different <clears throat> ecosystem. But I mean, they're good. I, I think there's recognized advantage. G-Sync does have a recognized advantage. They're one, approving panels. You know, two, there's a hardware component. Um, but I think the thing is, like, they could still do two tiers. Hey, hey, we will support variable refresh rate. It won't be as good if you want the best by G-Sync, right? Mm-hmm. Because you will get all the magic goodness of G-Sync, but we will support variable refresh rate. I mean, they could, but also Apple didn't start pandering to the people until Steve Jobs was no longer there. So I think it just really depends on, you know, management's decisions and their opinions. Yeah. I think, I think, 
I think free sync and G sync matter a whole lot at the low end and the high end. I think if you're looking for like the GTX 1060 RX 580 class, it doesn't matter so much because you're getting around 60 frames per second around there anyway. I think the 4K and the cheap budget parts and NVIDIA has such a lead there in both of those that I think they have to worry about it less because there's nothing that compares with the 1080 Ti. There's no reason for them to take away the G-Sync premium at that level. And when you get down to the budget chips, the GTX 1050 and 1050 Ti were faster enough over the RX 460, 560 that I would still rather get the GeForce card, even though it doesn't support pre-sync because it's faster that it negates it. Yeah, I mean, that that is, I mean, one problem because you, there's definitely way more free sync panels than there are actual Radeon cards out there, it feels like. So mm-hmm. what does NVIDIA have to worry about? They've got nothing down the line. But I just kind of think it'd be great if they did that for just the, the, the gaming community at large. They're like, we will support it just to make everybody feel better. I mean, you know, you've got your free sync panel. You're never going to get a G-Sync panel if you just bought a new monitor. So why don't we just enable the support? Just to just to be nice. I would love it even if they just did it in the budget parts. Oh my god! I just realized Brad is wearing green and I'm wearing red. (laughs) It's like Christmas all over again. (laughs) Or we both have white letters. Yeah, yeah. Oh, funny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A quick question from Moxel again over on Twitch: Uh, Will current gen Nvidia support HDR G Sync monitors? Current gen ones, yes, yes, they definitely. Current gen G Sync cards will support HDR G Sync monitors. Cool. If you could buy one. Yeah, when they're they're not going to run them great at native resolution because they're 120 hertz, 4K or ultra wide. Even the 1080 Ti will have issues coming anywhere near that, but it'll 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 work with them. Cool. Uh, What else? Oh, oh, actually, so. uh, I, you know, my feelings on APUR, I think it's awesome. I think it's a wonderful part for what it is. But I got to, I'm going to ask you this challenge because this really is sort of, uh, this is a, this is, this is one that's tough. $99, 2400 G system build. Wait, no, 2200, right? 2200. So Ryzen 3, 2200 G. Or do I build that, Elena and Brad and Adam? Mm -hmm. Or do I build on a Pentium G that whatever 437474-7 with which is a $60 dual core KB Lake KB Lake part with hyperthreading and a GT1030 for so that's a $60 CPU and a $100 GPU versus a 2200G I take 2200G Oh, really? Yeah. I probably would, too. I don't like dual cores. Dual cores scare me these days, even with hyper-threading. There's a lot of games that just don't run great on them anymore. Hmm. Adam? <laughs> you, got, you got a feeling there? So it's basically GT1030, which is, is a decent, you know, 720p, uh, 1080p low card mm. for what it is. And a dual core KB Lake with hyper-threading. Locked. But, you know, decent clocks. Three, three something. Three five, I think. Dun, dun. It's like Jeopardy. Dun. I'll take budget CPUs for a hundred dollars, Alex. <laughs> if you're what building is a Ryzen three twenty two hundred G? What? If what? you're building a whole new system completely from scratch, FreeSync plays into that equation for me as part of that. Because if you're building a whole new system, you're getting the monitor, you're getting everything. You can spend a hundred bucks on monitor, no matter what. If you can get one with FreeSync, 
that makes the difference that adds to the difference for me and the upgrade path for me since that motherboard in theory will support like mm, zen plus zen 2 chips if i ever want to upgrade yeah actually uh josiah over on youtube says that same thing he'd, he'd go for the ryzen because it can upgrade easier uh but ruru 2 says the uh the z370 motherboard will be your money sink though <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is not a Coffee Lake part, so you can run, um, you know, older, cheaper H. They have not. There's one thing that really does kill Coffee Lake for budget gaming mm-hmm. is you got to buy Z series. For people who don't know, you got to buy Z series motherboard. Minimum one twenty, one ten. Uh, you can get a, a Z whatever two seventy or you know H or B whatever the heck it is, and then sort of also budget AMD boards for fifty bucks, forty bucks even. Depends so, if it's on sale, yeah. See if it depends on sale and depends on what it is. Depends if you know what kind of stuff stuff you want on it. Yeah, what you want on it, and whether you, they even bother to finish the board <laughs> parts that are just missing. But uh, yeah, I mean it doesn't. It, Coffee Lake is kind of a is not non-existent for budget gaming because it's just you got to pay a lot for that premium for that motherboard. Yeah, can't imagine anyone doing it. But this is a this is KB Lake, so KB Lake Pentium, right? So Pentium G, KB Lake Dual Core HT. I I gotta say something because the thing is you can at least put a KB Lake, you know, uh, higher end quad core with. Sure, but I mean you're just you're locked to that like chipset's kind of stuck where it's at. Upgrade yeah. path is pretty limited at that point. Yeah, and my own personal preference, even though I'm playing, you know, devil's uh, advocate here, is I would also, I'd be with you guys. I'd probably do Ryzen as well. My main reason is I see it as, like, I'm building an entry-level gaming box. I I put the money into what I have today, um, and then uh, two years from now, when, you know, GPUs have come back to reality and I can get a better video card, then I can take... The money I would have invested in that GPU, even though it's a hundred dollar GPU, and I now buy a better GPU. So yeah, ten thirty is faster than you know uh, a Ryzen APU, but is enough to really make it worth it? I don't know. Well, uh, and so, over on Twitch, uh, Ekind so. Ekind Eleven says, uh, you know, he he wouldn't pick the Ryzen because uh, they're very bandwidth limited, uh, and he feels like that's going to affect uh, certain games. Yeah, I mean, I, well, it depends. Do you mean the PCIe slot or in general? I'm going to imagine he means yeah. uh, because you're using system memory. Yeah, that's what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's And tough. you're still having to pay for really good system memory. No, I mean, you could get, I mean, DDR, well, I don't know. These days, I don't think speed really factors into cost right now because, I mean, we also have a memory crisis kind of happening. Yeah. And prices are just all over the board. It's weird. So you could pay as much or more for 2133 as you can sometimes for 3200. It's really weird. Yeah. And I got to say the, yeah, I was looking at even the price, the price differential between 3200 and 2400 wasn't that steep anyway like you're like bucks sometimes. 14 dollars. it wasn't really yeah. enough to really i was know. looking around i saw from like 10 to 15, 10 to 20 bucks normally yeah but very I, I, small compared to the old days one thing I, I will say is i have noticed that um the rising apus can be a little finicky with memory so if you're definitely going for those high clocks you know i may want to you know make sure you're running the latest bios and then also kind of like looking around to see like if people are hitting those speeds with the, those modules so good is is still non jetic right i think what's that's, that's the reason that i have a lot of the corsair vengeance lpx ram laying around because that was one of the ones as soon as ryzen came out of the bat it had some memory issues but that one's always been rock solid so i keep those around because i know those always seem to work just fine with every ryzen build yeah but he does have a point because you you definitely you know, you're going to get way more, you know, memory bandwidth 
on on GDDR5 than you are going to get out of DDR4 modules. So, but again, look at the look at the performance difference. Um, people are getting, you know, 29, 30 frames a second out of PUBG, and you're getting twenty four to twenty five out of a twenty two hundred. It's is that enough to really make it worth that hundred dollars? I don't know. You know, uh, I don't think so. Raphael on on Facebook uh, has a great point. Uh, is now the time you know during this uh, GPU crisis to bring back Crossfire and SLI? <laughs> I think we know Brad's answer to that already. No. <laughs> what like, if you what if you just SLI a lot of ten ten thirties? You know, you just yeah, that's you, really you it's really going to be right? inexpensive. <laughs> I love how consistent you are, Brad. Man of it's, principle. It's, Honest. <laughs> it's and, and you know I gotta say you know it's we are getting to that point where it's they somebody needs to do something because it's it is is definitely not working out there with multi GPU support. So, well, and and it's I gonna get worse. I I have a I have a serious question here. Do you please mm-hmm. please Gordon? I, I want you to to maybe step back and uh, and consider this. Uh, you know we're ta- no we're talking no about- no console. <laughs> No console. You know, you're, you're talking about What's your playing Pub, PUBG What's your uh, on a $500, $600, uh, <laughs> really, with the, with the Windows license. $600 computer. No, it was 500 with, uh, with the license. Was it? Yeah. Well, oh, okay. the one we had was, no, the one we did was 600 bucks because oh. the motherboard was but 100 But we did a mini ITX build, though. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, 500 will get you, you know, medium... 720 PUBG. No, high. Oh, yeah. High, you know, maybe. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Why not at that point get a console? Because you get a computer, too. I know, but but also if, if you get a $200 Xbox One S, you know, some people might not want a computer. Maybe they already have a computer and they want, you know, they just want to play games. Like, oh, I have, I have this work laptop, so I already have a computer, but I want to play games, so, you know, I could just get this console. <laughs> On the advice of my attorney, I, uh, I would like to invoke my Fifth Amendment right to not use inferior gaming hardware. <laughs> I mean, you're not saying anything new, Adam. Brad proposed yeah. that. You know yeah. when the GPU crisis hit its flashpoint. I know, but but you know yeah. it, it it really hit home when when Gordon and I w- was sitting there, you know, huddling around watching, uh, you know, this thing kind of struggle a little bit with with PUBG. But everything, in fairness, everything, everything. has been struggling with True. PUBG. Yeah, yeah, like even yeah. on Xbox One with an Xbox One X, which is the premium model, yeah. right? Yeah, like yeah. that's struggled too. Of, of it wasn't well optimized but at you, first. You, you could struggle for two hundred dollars rather than five hundred dollars. <laughs> if the Xbox One X is two hundred bucks. No, the Xbox One S is 200. And you'll struggle just as bad. uh, And (laughs) and it might, you know, and it looks probably just the same. Well, I'll give you the, the, I will will honestly answer this. And I do think. Oh, finally. No, no. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, I'll seriously answer this, Adam, because you always ask it. It's a different kind of gaming style. It's a different kind of gaming. Consoles don't compare to PCs. PCs don't compare to consoles, right? It's just a different. It's like asking me to drive on the left side of the road. I use mouse and keyboard. You can use that on the console. If you buy a $100 reverse toilet flushing device to make keyboard and mouse work. But it, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. It's it's PC gaming is about PC gaming, right? I, I What I don't understand is why there's always this. When it's at the advantage to the console, the P, 
pro console people like Adam are trying to stir the pot by saying, <laughs> oh, well, why not do console? But when the advantages of the PC, they're like, no, no, no. It's about different kind of, well, I, they clearly, there's clearly a different kind of gaming, right? You know, console gaming is sitting in front of your, your TV with your friends, smoking a bowl, playing some games with some Doritos. <laughs> Sports games, fighting games, great. First-person shooters is all about the PC, right? It's just all the, the, the PC just has a vast, huge, cheaper gaming universe than consoles. So for me, it's not going to work for me. I think yeah, <laughs> definitely if you just want to play a game, consoles will work. So will a five-year-old iPad. Oh, I that's not, that that's a, a low blow. Episode. You can't compare a console to an iPad. Look, it still works, doesn't it? It still Completely works. Completely different kinds of games, Gordon. What? Completely different genres. There's esports games on iPads. I'm just saying it's a different, people like playing games on phones. People call them games. I really call it really no different than a slot machine. Slot machine is not gambling. I'm sorry. It's not gambling. It's pulling a thing. That is not gambling. That is not a that is that is not a game of skill. Dude, I'm not playing Halo on an iPad. <laughs> I, but it's a different kind of game. I mean, just a different kind of gaming thing. I just, people on iPad, they five year old iPad, they're they're playing Angry Birds. They're happy. They don't have to. I'm be not playing saying they're Halo. not. I'm just saying. <laughs> and it's cheap. It's free. You know, you what? got a hand down from your grandmother. Your grandmother's like, this thing's too slow for me. You take it. <laughs> I, I think I touched strong? on it in a recent episode. <laughs> Dead to me, Gordon. Dead to me. <laughs> but one part that really, that you just briefly covered, went over, but I think speaks a lot to it, is that the games themselves are so much cheaper. You can get all kinds of free games on PC. Because, like I've said before, I've recently gotten a Switch, and I love the thing. But it's so expensive. All the games are full price the vast majority of the time, whereas I can't remember the last time I paid $60 for a game on the PC. I don't think that's fair to say. Like I 100% do. <laughs> no, because I feel like because you're not console gamers, you don't actually pay attention to when the games are going on sale. Now, I think it's fair to say that they don't always go as cheap as the Steam games do or like, you know, GOG or wherever you're going to get your stuff from, but they do go on sale. And if you wait, a long enough time just like those games on steam you can get them you know for a fairly good price fairly cheap sometimes well and and the uh the physical versions are usually cheaper than the digital yeah uh, as well really so, yeah i just got titanfall 2 for 450 yeah so but how when did that game come out i don't i two years ago two years ago titanfall so. 2 Really? Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, Dang, it's been it a long was, time. But I mean, it's the same it's thing. Game. Like Steam, you wouldn't see the prices drop. Like the thing is that with Steam, even if you track the sales, I think in the old days, the prices came down faster on PC. But lately, I've been seeing a lot of the AAA games like stick at a certain price point. So if you're comparing that, then it's not, it's a little, it's a little closer in equivalency. I think where PC is strong is where you talked about like the small indie games where there's a lot of them, they're really cheap. There's, um, you can a lot of sometimes you know they're free to play kind of stuff. You don't get those experiences on console, so yeah, that's I mean, definitely an advantage. And if you that, if, and as Gordon was saying, if that's your style of gaming, then that's absolutely a huge win for the PC. Right, and you know, people, I, I don't know anybody who sits down in front of their TV and plays sports games with PC. It's just it's not that's not the style of gaming for PC. I and would again, if they would put Madden on the PC. You could, I mean, but it's just not. I, I don't think people. You know, you want to sit on the couch. You want the big TV. Yeah, you can do it with an HD. You want to smoke the bowl. That's fair. I mean, I'm not going to play. Sure. I don't really want to play an RTS on a console. No, I, I mean, it's a different them, style but. of game. So I, don't, I, I also, I always think this sort of artificial battle people try to 
create, especially and you perpetuate. No, because I have look. It's as good I, as an iPad. I'm I gotta, I iPad. gotta defend what I think is better. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I do. I, I frankly think PC gaming is superior than console gaming in every ma- imaginable way for myself. Right, but um, and not even and, and again, let's let's not let's, let's remember that you know a five hundred dollar Ryzen AP build gets you seven twenty p you know high gaming uh, performance, and it gets you Google Docs, it gets you Photoshop, Premiere, whatever you want to run on a computer. It is a computer to do all of your you know actual work. That's fair. And what is the value of that? That's fair, but for know? some people, they don't even need that. Yeah, yeah so Adam just a pure gaming device and a, yeah. a console could yeah, be the better thing. Not even just but. that. If you're only using your PC really to watch YouTube videos, play games, you know, uh, maybe stream stuff off Netflix, then pretty much a console can cover all that true. stuff. True, and, and I will say it is um, it is true that some people have no need to use Google Docs, Photoshop, and Premiere. Usually they're in the second grade. Anybody else... <laughs> You do actually hey, don't need Google my Docs. Mom. I'm just saying, <laughs> Gordon, I've got an iPad for that. Yeah, you could use iPad, <laughs> but not for Photoshop, not for Premiere. No, you can. Yeah. You can do Photoshop on an iPad. Yeah, it's yeah. called iMovie. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, no, there's actually, I know, I know, there's actually pretty sweet uh, okay. for iPad. I, but it, so, okay, yes, PC all the way. I, I get it. So, how about this? Would you rather get uh, the Ryzen, you know, APU, or? The GeForce Now beta. Say, say the GeForce came out and it's like, hey, you know, uh, you're gonna pay. I don't know what. What do you? What do you think? You know, well, twenty bucks a month. Sure. Well, right after I win the lottery, mm-hmm. I will um, probably get GeForce um, the GeForce beta because I don't know when that when that's ever gonna go available to the public. I mean, I don't know. It's, well, but, but I mean, they should though, right? Right now, now it's a wait list. Now's, yeah. But now is the best time to do it. Like now, people are like, oh. I need to game on whatever I can. You it's, know, it's, it's it's tough to do. It is really hard to. It's, and it's awesome. We've tried it, um, and it's it's very. The GeForce is, is it's really some cool stuff. Yeah, but again, you got to remember, it is one graphics card sitting in a data center that you are now using. So I don't know if that's ever going to be really cost effective to scale up to whatever X amount of tens of millions of gamers across the world. I, I don't think that's going to compare. So and, and w- it you, is awesome, though. Would you rather do that than a console or an iPad? <laughs> I would actually rather do that than a console or an iPad. No. What, what if you live in the middle of nowhere and you have bad internet, though? Well, at that point, it's I, not for you. No, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go whittle some wood and like, oh, I gotta go check out the solar cell array. It's only making no, I'm four just, watts. No, I'm just saying, if that was the case, what would you wood? do? Would you actually just like stick it out, or would you cave and get a console? I don't. I, I again, I, it's all about personal preference. No, I'm asking you specifically. And it's all about personal preference. And I, I don't play phone games. I don't play tablet games. I don't play console games. They're just not complicated enough for me. He doesn't really. I play also many don't games. play shoots and ladders. I also don't play Candyland, and I don't play a lot of those kind of things. It's just what he's you know. too busy with his warships. I will. Yeah. Yeah. It's complicated. Or GTFO. Uh, just it's just I, I, it's the world I've lived in, and it really it, it's tough. It is tough to go back to that kind of gaming. And I, you know, I like they were playing some ancient old. Man, we are just gone down the rabbit hole, Adam. We have. <laughs> that's they Adam were playing specially. some ancient old Nintendo game over there, and now it's just like, oh, that's kind of cool, you know. But again, that's like, wow. It's like I haven't seen I haven't seen Candyland since my kids played it, and they were, you know, 
in the first grade. I'm not going to sit down and play Candyland because it's like, oh, nostalgic. I just, it's just not. You know, who, who's going to play, you know, like a Super Nintendo game, like Super Metroid or something? It's so old. No, you know? no. It's like, like, like who's, buying, who's buying the Super Nintendo? Look, I lived classic. through all that. You guys, I lived through all of that. I like, you know what? He's too old to enjoy any of this is what he's saying. Let me tell you how many, <laughs> tell me how many millions of dollars you have dropped into coin ops, right? I've dropped like my entire life savings into coin ops. I don't want to go back and I do miss that those again. so hard. It's just a memory. It's just a memory. You know, I don't want to like keep like rebooting it and trying to redo it. It's just kind of like it's just it doesn't get better with age. Some of the games <clears throat> hold up actually pretty well. Yeah, they sure do. I, Damn I, I straight they do. It just doesn't work uh, for me. Uh, yeah, to, to try to get this back on the rails, uh, this isn't a question from Big Sportsman uh, on YouTube, but I'm making it a question. Uh, do you think there will be an R7 APU from AMD? Ryzen 7. No, because Ryzen 7 has more cores and they can only use one of the CCXs in order to fit the Vega graphics mm. in these chips, is my opinion. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, the cost is an issue, I think. And does it does it make mm -hmm. feasible sense? Because it, I, I don't know it how has much to fit in the socket. It has to fit in the existing socket too. Yeah, I kind of wonder. Like they couldn't do. I don't think they could do the dual CCX Ryzen seven. But maybe if they actually get to the point where it's a native, they're getting more cores in the CCX. You know, down the road, whatever. Yeah, probably not this gen. Later, later on down the road, it can happen. On. Yeah, but I don't see it happening today. And then just it, a lot of it doesn't make sense because you're not going to be using a Ryzen seven with APU. I think for the most part, you're going to go out and buy discrete. So, which you know, I got to say, we all held it against AMD. To be fair to AMD, everybody's like, "Oh my god, you have a hundred dollar CPU and you don't have a, you don't have IGP in that? That's just stupid, right?" Well, mm -hmm. who the hell is using the IGP in their coffee lake? Their eighty seven hundred K, right? That's just <laughs> that's just wasted silicon. To everybody, to everybody. I mean, no one uses it. You can't, it's not a laptop. You're not running it when the GPU, you're running the, the discrete GPU on your desktop 100% of the time. It's not like a laptop where you can switch off to save power. That would be cool. But frankly, 8700K, you know, 99% of the people are going to be running, you know, gamers are going to be running, you know, uh, discrete graphics. So you're just, it's a waste of silicon at the, at the high end. So I don't think it makes any sense. As a low end, yeah, makes plenty of sense. Uh, Atomic AJ seventy four on YouTube says, uh, "What about a Threadripper APU?" You know, you've, you've got <laughs> I have, those. I have seen people chat about. Yeah, that. oh you my god, there's cores, right? <laughs> Holy smokes! You know, I have one outside. Uh huh. I have the new Threadripper. Uh, it's the twelve core, and it's with the integrated GeForce GTX ten eighty Ti. Again, it's like it's a high end part. You don't really need it. You just don't need it. I mean, it's just not, especially for gamers or anybody in content creation, they're not going to need an APU. I mean, even if there was a need for it, I think in that price band or tier, whatever you want to call it, I think people just accept the fact that they're going to have to shell out a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so, too. It just, it doesn't, to me, make sense to waste R&D on that. Brad, same thoughts? Yeah. I think if you're buying a 18, 12 core processor or whatever, then uh, you want that space dedicated to computing cores. Graphics course. Yeah. So, unfortunately, no. 
And then, hey, you know what? In- Intel tried. It's called KB Lake X. <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even try it there. <laughs> Sorry. I just, that's never going to get old. <laughs> oh, boy. We have just, I don't even know. I have not tracked time. We've got uh, the case of the Tuesdays. Can <laughs> we move on or do you we, have more we've questions? Been, we've been going on for a while. Uh, you know, I, th- I think this is a great discussion. I think we should move on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but before we do, I have a word from our sponsor. Uh, twitch.tv forward slash PC World US. You can now watch uh, PC World over on Twitch. You should definitely go sign up for it, all you all you lovely people. Brought to you by Twitch yeah. slash PC World whatever. US. Uh, yeah. US. I, so I just. US? Yeah. So P- PC World US, you know, not to be, you know, mistaken for the PC World in the UK. Okay. Uh, but, you know, f- for these paid, oh, yeah, for these paid advertisements, you know, uh, this is what happens. I usually pay uh, myself money right back into my wallet you know that that's how it goes you know adam you're on the take you're yeah taking i know advertising right? i'm taking yourself <sighs> there i know so you're wait wait it's a feedback loop <laughs> so yeah let, let's move on to uh okay to nvidia rumors yeah that's why brad is wearing his green shirt he's gonna catch us up oh, yeah. on what's up with the what's up with the vault is already dead rumors man already dead yeah, maybe. Uh, pretty much the rumor came out of Reuters or Reuters. I've never been sure how to say that. Reuters. Uh, Reuters. Reuters. Uh, that expected next month, so March, they expect an NVIDIA's next generation gaming graphics chips to come out. And it'll be codenamed Turin. So not Volta necessarily, though it might just be a gaming variant of Volta. Uh, not the Ampere name that was going around beforehand, uh, but Turing, possibly next month, which makes a lot of sense because next month is both the Game Developers Conference and NVIDIA's annual GTC, which I forget the what that stands for off the top of my head, but their graphics thing. Yeah, gra- so. I think it's the Graphics Technology Conference. It's their, yep. their IDF when Intel did IDF. Mm-hmm. But So I... Holy smokes. I didn't realize. Yeah, I forgot about Ampere. There's, I mean, like, you think about it, like, so Volta is the one everybody's been talking about. Toss that overboard. Then we got Ampere, which I don't even know where that one came from. And then we toss that overboard, and now we're, we have a new code name named after the famous uh, cryptologist, right? Yep. Alan Turing. He, uh, you know, famous with cryptography, uh, breaking the Enigma code, so which, you know, might be a hint towards maybe a crypto chip. Who knows? Uh, but he's also famous for his AI work. He developed the infamous Turing test, which is whether or not uh, machines can mimic human interactions. So, yeah, fits. And there was a movie with uh, Cumberbatch. What is his name? It was, was a good name? movie. I liked it. Yeah, actually, that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Codebreakers. I forget what. <laughs> no. it was. something, something, Who something. Um, but w- I gotta say, that's that's three code names that have already leaked and have been thrown. Well, two of them been thrown overboard. I gotta say, it sounds to me like Nvidia is kind of messing with all the leaks because you know I I know it drives them crazy. It drives AMD crazy with the leaks that come out every day. Um, it just sounds like maybe they're just floating all these trial things that keep people spinning and guessing. <laughs> maybe you think that's a possibility? I mean, there's a bunch of different things that could happen. I mean, there still could be a Volta, basically chip. But with all the tensor cores ripped out and stuff like that, an actual gaming chip, that's still the basic underlying technology without all the enterprise stuff in it, right? Yeah. Well, and and do you think that's a viable way uh, for them to go down? Like to NVIDIA has a mining, uh, you know, it's like right now you got the enterprise and the gaming. 
what if they had a third tier and it was for mining you know and, and it's specifically meant for that and the, it, it feeds their purposes but it also doesn't interfere with the gamers maybe everyone wins i'd love it i'd love it if they can figure out a way to do it i think it has to be baked into the hardware so we're gonna have to see it could be so many different things i, I would i would really hope that we get an actual gaming gpu for out of them soon because like i've said i think a couple of these before those G-Sync HDR panels are coming out this quarter, theoretically, and the cars that we have now can't power it. So hopefully we see a 280 Ti or whatever. <laughs> um, I, I do. I mean, what would happen if you really, if so if they came out with a mining, I mean, if they, because they have the resources, if they did a specific mining GPU, would they charge more for it? I mean, because the whole idea is to stop screwing with, you know, the PC gaming side. I mean, I think that depends on its performance. If they can perform, like, promise, like, X amount of performance or longevity or something uh, to make it, like, actually targeted at uh, yeah. miners, then I could see them being able to, like, kind of section that off with a higher premium. But if there's no real difference, then I don't know if that's going to, one, solve anything in terms of crisis and to do anything other than just annoy people. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you think they could do, I mean, like this mining, so if you had a mining GP, would they specifically make it bad for gaming then? I mean, would they like just How laser would you cut? How do that though? Well, they I just, think it'd be the other way around. Yeah. I think that they would put things in gaming GPUs to make them specifically bad for mining. Mm. Yeah. And they'd have to be, <laughs> they'd it, be fused off though. I mean, this is something you couldn't bring back, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But would you, I mean, you specifically have to be a gaming GPU that is bad for mining or it could be mediocre for mining, but then they would have a, a mining GPU that's great for mining, but it's fused off from gaming so that um, gamers don't then try to buy that card or I'm just yeah, they could. I would like the idea of that with no display ports, no connections, no outputs. We've already seen some of that. These cryptocurrency specific cards put out this generation we've seen that from both amd and nvidia partners uh so if you put that out with no no video connections maybe lower the price make it make it look cheaper than you would the equivalent gaming card really and flood the market a bit yeah well yeah because i got a bunch of those maybe well, still use pascal or whatever they have right now keep it going and make uh, it cheaper uh, yeah the, i mean that's what everyone's you know saying in the chat too is that you know like if if it's cheaper and it still works they're they'll eat up all the mining ones and the gaming ones so i think the only way to make that is is to say hey here here are the mining ones and they're they're cheaper there's no reason to ever go over there uh you know because they, they just want the most efficient cheap thing they can get yeah, I mean, I mean, the economics are the big problem here, and I, I, I do. So the problem I, I would think like if that mining card was also good at gaming and could be resold into gaming, or can't if this card could not be resold into gaming, it, would miners not want to buy it? Because what's great is they go out and they buy a, a ten sixty, they drive it hard for six months and they put it up on eBay, right? So you basically get you make money on the card. <laughs> you already made money on so you've made a ton of money on on mining and then you take it and you sell it and you make the full cost of the card plus a profit on it so why would i why would i buy your mining card when i can make 100 percent, you know 200 percent profit on the card when i sell the hardware so yeah it's a big part especially for the people who are dabbling or not server farms for mining or graphics card farms that resell ability is a big part of the equation and i think uh the dedicated mining graphics card that have already been introduced 
maybe didn't move as well as they were hoping. I think because of that, because a lot of people are like, why would I not just buy a normal 580 and then I can sell that to people when I'm done? Right. But if they take the, if they introduce, if Nvidia manages to introduce new mining dedicated cards and makes them more optimized for mining and makes it so there's no video outputs, there's no way that can be sold for gaming. So. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much of it drives that, like being able to recover the cost from it, though. Would miners do it, or were they? Could you? Couldn't they make the gaming cars just particularly bad at, at at mining? I guess somehow in hardware intentionally. I would think. I would think so. I think they would need to do that in order to encourage uh, people to pick up those mining cards. Yeah, it would probably th- change the whole mining scene too, because you'd have probably far fewer casual people just picking it up at that point. Right. I, w- I think I, that would make them the hero, wouldn't it? It would make them the hero of the gaming community if they ended up figuring out a way to do this. And if it's into what NVIDIA does, AMD tends to make one graphics card GPU and use it for everything. Whereas NVIDIA has Quadro, it has Tesla, it has the consumer things. Slotting a mining specific variant in there and being able to charge more for that eventually fits right in with what they do, I think. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and that could change it. I mean, it could be bad for AMD in some ways because suddenly if somebody everybody rushes over to this mining... NVIDIA card, then, well, they stop buying Radeons, and then what happens to Radeons at that point, so... And gamers will buy them once more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a happy ending, Gordon. I just kind of wonder, like, from the NVIDIA or AMD point of view, if they're like, you know what, we're, all these miners are buying, they're kind of wrecking our gaming, you know, uh, our problem, our, our relationship with gamers, but we'd rather have them buy our, our GeForce card than have them buy a Radeon card, frankly, because, I mean, or vice versa i just kind of wonder if that's something they they think about you know good point i don't know if they can figure it out i think it's win-win make a badass mining card miners are happy make a badass gaming card gamers can actually buy gamers are happy okay fingers so, crossed so but it's <laughs> it's entirely possible that we'll see a tour touring card turn mm-hmm. alan turing turing and possibly a gaming card too or is turing actually the gaming card as well the rumors. Uh, the, None the way Reuters said it was the new gaming GPU codename Turing. Huh. Really? That's hmm. an interesting name, though, yeah. for a gaming card, yeah. given what mm-hmm. he's associated with. Hmm. I agree. I'm I surprised. Go ahead. I'm not sure. Ampere came out, right? That was rumored for a while. Uh, but then there was that other stealth chip company that just came out of stealth that calls itself Ampere. I wonder if it was a last-minute change kind of a deal on NVIDIA's part. Oh. Because in the past couple of weeks, like uh, Intel's former president came out with a new company called Ampere that makes processors. And so I wouldn't be surprised if it was a last-minute switch code names because they don't want to use Ampere now that it's associated with this other chip company. Hmm. hmm. But, eh, speculation. Are they running out of, like, you know, super cool uh, mathematicians, cryptologists, or are they just kind of like... <laughs> It's interesting. The other ones have been uh, physicists, right? I think so. Uh, and uh, Turing definitely isn't. So. Oh, wait. <laughs> I just got an email. They're also introducing a new uh, celebrity-based uh, codename <laughs> video cards. first one is going to be Kardashian. And Car- Card-dashian? Card-dashian. Oh, video I like card. It. And then there's uh, <laughs> other ones coming up. Other, um, Do they have their own merch lines, too? They have a reality TV show. Mm. <laughs> 
Nice. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of like, oh, it's so high reaching. It's like, yeah, we're going to go totally low brow with this reality TV. It's the Kardashians, keeping up with the Kardashians, you know, our, our video card. Yes, that's. No, okay. <laughs> not being up with the card. Cannot get him to laugh today. He's been laughing a lot. Is he? Okay. Yeah. I'm not laughing when I look over at TV. <laughs> oh, you're hurting his feelings. <laughs> we li- we live we live for the laughs, or as the kids say, LOL, whatever the heck. The lols. Lols. Oh. All right. Last topic. Should we move on? Yeah, we might as well. Questions. All right. What's the latest on meltdown? Which is just never the never ending story, except not just yeah. the movie. So, Meltdown Inspector, the most interesting thing that happened recently is Intel rolled out uh, fixed CPU patches for Skylake systems, CPU firmware updates for Skylake systems. When Meltdown Inspector first came out, they rolled out a bunch of patches for those, and it turns out the patches were broken and made systems reboot and Mm. possibly caused data loss and all kinds of stuff. So they pulled them back and said, hey, we'll work on it. Don't install that in the meantime. (laughs) Whoops. After telling everybody, hey, install this right now. But uh, anyway, the first fixed patches, the second round of patches that hopefully won't bork your system are starting to come out now. It's for Skylake processors only. There's no uh, no other chip generations have gotten these updated patches yet. Sure, they're going a lot slower this time. Yeah, they're available now. It's kind of a pain in the butt figuring out how to update if you have a DIY PC. Uh, how to get your motherboard BIOS updated. So we actually put a guide up this week about how to go about doing that using third-party software to figure out which mm-hmm. motherboard you have and explain how to do that. So there's that. So they're coming. Oh. Uh, there was also an NVIDIA researcher working with uh, Princeton University researchers used the same principles behind Meltdown Spectre to create Meltdown Prime and Spectre Prime, which are different exploits that hit this flaw or design flaw and take advantage of the way that multi-core computer processors talk to each other's cache memory. And it's basically, you know, exploiting this code in a different way, Uh, which sounds scary. It sounds very scary. It's not as scary as it sounds because they say that the software updates that are now starting to come out will also protect against these prime attacks but the architecture changes that Intel and AMD are putting into place in future processors already won't fix these prime attacks. Those will need a separate fix. So this is going to linger in hardware for a while. It sounds like forever. I people don't. It is. It's just like it's just like buffer flow overflow attacks. It was like a novel thing when it came along, and then those are still. I mean, people are still finding new ways to do buffer overflow attacks all the time. So so. Is there any sense of a timeline for when people with older processors can expect these patches or any kind of patch? They're already way behind after that first round of buggy patches. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they've done an updated timeline yet. Mm. Although I, I got to say, though, I, I, I when if, when all the news came out and, you know, once it's reported at the national news media level, you sort of lose perspective on everything. But I was in the impression that basically... KB, KB Lake and up or Skylake and up, you're okay because that would be supported platforms. Everybody mm-hmm. else um, into the life raft, we're going to push you away from, you know, into the iceberg. Uh, but <laughs> I, but I didn't realize it, and, and you know, Brad apparently knew this, but they are actually supporting older 
um, CPUs, right? They're actually yep. going back. Intel is going to make those fixes in older CPUs. Uh, the big question mark is whether motherboard vendors are going to actually bother putting the money into putting out BIOS updates that include those patches. I think that's the real big question mark. Hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, there's a PDF from the Intel's website. They say well, they've, they've got plans to go back, just so people know, uh, they're going to have, you know, fixes in place at some point going all the way back to Yorkfield and Penryn, hmm. which is core two. Wow. Yeah, core two quad days, right? Wow. So we're talking like ancient old, you know, chips that you know, a lot of people still use. Intel will have them, and as Brad says, you, good luck getting getting the, the motherboard BIOS update, which is the problem. But couldn't they get sued? Aren't they isn't opening them up to exposure for, you know, leaving them open? I bet you that's why Intel is publishing and pushing these fixes to their partners. I bet you it's their lawyers that said, mm-hmm. hey, we'll put this out, and they can do what they want after the fact. Mm. <laughs> I, I, it's so funny, though, because I know, you know, because I, I, that was the first thing that I said. It's like, wow, you seem like there's a lot of liability exposure, like... If you don't go back and patch this system I bought in 2008, literally, I'm gonna I'm gonna sue you for my data being lost or data breaches. Um, and of course, Intel is gonna push these updates out. And it is possible some of these motherboard companies will come out with fixes for them because they don't want to get sued either. But at the same time, I wonder like, why the hell doesn't this work with Android? <laughs> Android is like, whatever. I just got this six months ago. Yeah, it's it's obsolete. It's open. There's no security updates for it. But it's, people like Android is like, oh, okay. And I use an Android phone, but it's just like you just you're like used to it, and like, okay, you, nobody even cares. It's just like an accepted fact that yeah. you will never get security updates for your phone after 12 months. Well, I think it's also easier on a phone to avoid doing anything that could be very like personal because you have your PC to do your banking or you know check in your 401k. I do or all whatever. my gaming on my phone and tablet. <laughs> oh, do you now? I'm just kidding. Making this the- <laughs> Not at all. But. I- I just I, I I disagree though. I mean, honestly, if you broke in a, like this laptop here, I'm well. If you got it, I wouldn't be too worried. But my phone would be. I'd be freaked out about more so than than anything. Yeah, I, I feel like I have more personal stuff on my phone than. But my, I mean, that's my a PC. choice, right? Like, not everyone has to use their phone like to an extremely personal level. I take all level. of my naked pictures of my PC with my phone, <laughs> not my laptop. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Duke. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole subgroup on Reddit I share pictures of it with. I'm sure there is. It's not just a PC. Oh, no. not, that's all it is. <laughs> no, but I'm just I just don't understand <laughs> so, why like when it it's like when it's when it's the when it's your PC, people get dead serious. Like I bought this thing in 2007 and you better fix it and make it the most secure thing in the world, Microsoft and Intel, or I'm going to come over there and pick at your office. They also pay more up front for PCs than they do phones. Yeah, so. but I mean, but look, when it's your phone, it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I don't you disagree buy this? with you. I'm just saying the psychology of it is just based on, like, I think, pricing it's, to a large degree. Well, and there are there are a lot of people who do yell about the Android updates, for really sure. Do. So, yeah. Hey, yeah. But what do they do, Adam? Do they go, like, forget you, I'm getting iPhone? and be like, oh, and brand new Pixel 2, Pixel 3 just came out? No problem, I'll get that. 
Yeah, well, right? but I, th- I, that's the thing, yeah, is that, you know, the people who care about security either go, I mean, that's why BlackBerry was so popular for so long, and, you know, those same people are going to Pixels, right? So Yeah, I'm just, I, I don't understand it, this weird double standard. I'm just that. saying, like, if in your mind, all you see is, like, $20 a month, you don't think, oh, I'm actually paying $1,000 for this phone over time. You're just like, oh, that's not too expensive. But when you buy, what, like, say, this Ultrabook for... $1,200, you remember that number. Yeah, but again, that's that same double standard because you buy a 1200 and this is, you know, $1,100, you know, book, 1000 bucks, and you, it has a service life of eight years. That's $100, you know, less than $100 a year, right? I'm not saying you're not, your math isn't right. I'm just saying it's a it psychology thing. My math is wrong. But I mean, this, <laughs> the weirdest thing is like, I just bought an $800 Pixel 2 XL. Oh my God, is my wife listening? So... <laughs> And then in three years, I'll buy a Pixel 3 XL for $800, right? It's just like in 10 years, I will have spent something like $4,000 on phones. And in 10 years, I will spend $1,000 on my PC. But it's just the expectations are so high on PC, whereas your phone, nobody cares about. I don't understand that double standard. I don't. I don't. Well, but also I think Windows uh, has a longer like support cycle you know windows itself it's like hey you know when when they come out and say that we're gonna you know support patches for like 10 years that's it's different people are are used to being like oh i'm gonna get a new phone every couple years anyway you know well but i mean again let's look at it this way hey microsoft is giving you a security update for your pentium 4 based pc okay it's like your Pentium 4 gets the same security updates as a brand new Coffee Lake or Threadripper box, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Pentium 4, year 2001, still gets the same security <laughs> yeah. update. But like it's Android. <laughs> they Sorry. charge $100 for their OS. <laughs> yeah, but still, I don't care. I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> if, if, you, if, if you could say, well, Samsung, I will pay you 20 bucks for, uh, you know, Android 9. And yeah, sure. You think Samsung's not going to do it, though. They're just like, oh, yeah, you know how you buy it? You get an Android 9? Go out and buy the new Samsung, you know, 9. It's just kind of crazy. It's just, I don't know. All right, sorry. <laughs> Gordon Mom, Part of the reason I switched to iPhone. <laughs> What'd you say? Part of the reason I switched to iPhone. Well, they're kind of guilty of it, too, because they stopped supporting phones for iOS updates over time as well. Yeah, Apple's pretty Yeah, but if they push out an update, you can get it. Yeah. Like in general, within the lifetime of your device, <laughs> including I mean, the slowdown for the update. Pixel too. works that way too, though. Pixel and Nexus phones, dude. Sorta. <laughs> yeah. Till they push you overboard. Well, I mean, the same happens to iPhones. They get. Uh, no, I mean the worst thing about an iPhone is, hey, we're going to slow it down intentionally so you buy a new one. Oh, you caught us. It's all right. We're oh, we were doing it for you. Oh, oh okay. Power management. Power management. We did that for you. Oh my, thank you. I will go out and buy iPhone 8. Okay. We've lost it. It's Tuesday. <laughs> somebody's got to the, the Tuesdays. All right. Uh, Q&A. I think we only have a couple questions. Actually printed out. Wait. Yeah. Did, I have you, one. did you print one out? Because so I did not. Gordon, I saved a tree. Gordon, where can they send these questions to? Oh, yes. Yeah. Send it to thefullnerd at pcworld.com. Thefullnerd at pcworld.com. For questions, look, I have one printed out right here. We will read it. Yeah, we will. Uh, also, you know, uh, if you want to drop some uh, some questions in the chat, we'll, we'll try to rapid fire them uh, as well. So. You want to go first? 
Go yeah, for it. Go this for is uh, Rick from New York, Ricardo Orellano. Uh, my question is, do you recommend the NVIDIA Shield TV Pro non-pro as another alternative for gaming? I know there is a controller and also the ability to hook up a mouse and keyboard. Is this a viable $180 to $300 option until GPU prices and RAM normalize? In quotes, air quotes, normalize. Uh, and, if, and if it is, which Shield version would you recommend? Um, it's a little bit different with the Shield as opposed to other things because that can't play your PC games uh, natively. It can't it has GeForce, I forget, Game Stream it's called. So it can yeah. stream games from your PC to your TV, but you still need to have a working PC for that to happen. Um, it comes with a GeForce Now subscription capability, uh, but that's not the same thing as GeForce Now on PCs. GeForce Now on PCs... You're renting a computer in the cloud and being able to play your games. GeForce Now on the Shield is a subscription service where you pay um, ten bucks a month, and you get you can play and get access and stream X library of games. Yeah, it's more like a Netflix so, subscription. Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And uh, Shield games, well, they have some pretty interesting games on there. They tend to, it's an Android based system, so they tend to have more Android y kind of games, mm -hmm. some older games, stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, if you're looking to spend a couple, I think that the Shield TV is, we've said it's the best media streamer for geeks. It's one of the most full featured media streaming boxes you can get, and I agree with all that. But if you're looking for a replacement gaming solution, I would suggest either trying to get into GeForce Now for PCs so you can play your existing games library, or I would probably suggest a console over a, a Shield TV oh, as far as actual gaming. That's not even good enough. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think a Shield is, is like... Because, I mean, a lot of it, yeah, it's just Android games, you know, which everybody knows how Gordon thinks about that. Uh, they did port a couple of uh, PC games. Like, you can get Half-Life 2. And yeah, uh, You know, yeah. You know what I mean? You, you can... There are a couple traditional PC games over there, but yeah, I, I don't think it's really a viable re replacement. What's the game? Uh, it's a badass. Like, it's a badass yeah. little box, but I think it's supplementary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, like I think it's better. It's better than the, what the Steam Link is doing and can do more. So if you're wanting mm. to stream your PC sure. to the TV, but you can you also know? get a Steam Link now for like fifteen dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You have to have it. No, you know, I gotta say, and I I should um, bring this up. Uh, I'm. It's been a while since I've looked at um, GeForce. It's actually called GeForce Now, apparently. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> Shield. Yes, that's why it's confusing. It's called. That's, I had to do a whole article about it when the PC version was announced at the last CES. Oh, it's just yeah. GeForce Now versus GeForce Now. Oh yeah, I remember Explain that. Explain the differences. <laughs> you know, I think, there the, are some. Games, actually, we, we did a uh, AAA games on there. They're just older, so like Borderlands 2's on there. Oh, yeah, Batman Arkham Knight. Bioshock. Everspace. I think Spec Ops: The Line might be on there. <laughs> You can't access your existing PC library. Though. No, it isn't. No. It is, is seven ninety nine a month, so it's um, not. It's it's like almost a hundred a year. But you are streaming, and they're saying ten eighty quality, so GTX ten eighty quality. Um, just cause two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for Half Life two. Okay. <laughs> no, no, this is streaming. I and I have tried this. I when it first came out, I have a Shield at home. Um, I did stream a couple games to try it out, and it was you know it was decent. Even you know. Uh, is it a replacement? Eight bucks a month for a year gets you to a GT 1030. So I, 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 I don't know. It's I'd get tough. a console over that. Really? Yeah. 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 If you want to play 
modern, like just released AAA games, and you're not as into like the really quirky indie PC style games, which honestly don't usually require that much uh, GPU power anyway, so you could still probably play them on an older system. So if you only really want to play AAA games, console is the way to go. And I don't, I don't know if I haven't tried it in a long time, but I don't know if this supports multiplayer. Uh, on uh, stream, I, I, I uh, it's possible. You would hope so, right? Yeah, you would think some of the games that are not standalone. But I, here's my question, though: How much does it cost for an Xbox subscription or PlayStation subscription? On sale, average now, it's been pretty not stuck at. It's at sixty, but it goes on sale so often, you pretty much can just get it for forty. So forty yeah. bucks yep. a year for yeah. both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So versus eight, and it comes with some free games every month too. It does. So it comes with two, three, no, three minimum three free games a month. I think because you get Xbox One, two Xbox One games, and I think two Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty games. Is there a Cody support on both of those? Cody just came to uh, Xbox One. Oh, hmm. how are they doing that? They're able to. Oh, interesting. Universal Windows platform. <laughs> oh, interesting. Hey, and the uh, Xbox One S has a uh, 4K Blu-ray drive. So, uh-huh. Boom. Yeah, it's there pretty tough. Go. I, I got to say, it's still. I mean, the GeForce console. I mean, the, the Shield console is still the Cadillac of Android streaming oh, hell boxes. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is truly the Cadillac oh, yeah. of streaming boxes. Is Android streaming the everything we expect it to be? I don't know. I mean, it's great for video. Fantastic for video kind of things, but not you know. I gotta say, I'm I'm kind of with you guys there. Whoa! It may actually make more sense to buy a bottom end console, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Hold up. What? Just yeah. Mark that <laughs> no, time. really. I mean, Mark I the time. he's he's being serious. But but again, because I I gotta say, I mean, he does say mouse and keyboard, but I you know, I, it doesn't. I mean, you're, you're not gonna, gonna be really able to play League of Legends or anything on this. It's really gonna be a um, yeah. It's really gonna be a, a, a controller kind of gaming and. Once you've moved on to controllers, it's really hard to beat the the scale and the availability of consoles, right? So, I mean, gaming consoles. And personally speaking, I know this is a a very uh, subjective sort of opinion, but I find the controller for Xbox One far more comfortable than that Shield controller. And then there's also, you know, the PlayStation controller, which some people love and I can't do because of my... Uh, wrist inability to use PlayStation controllers is the just yeah. weird to have the thumbsticks down here, dude. Just... I have the same problem. Like I like when I try to do this <laughs> on my Xbox controller, it doesn't work. I'm moving mouse and keyboard for audio listeners. It doesn't work. I, it just does not do the same thing. Like this, every time I try, can't I'm like, why, why can't, can't I why? use my mouse, my can't high DPI why. gaming mouse? So, uh, Rusty Shackleford on. Uh, uh, on, oh, yes, yes, YouTube. from Texas. Yes, yes. Uh, he says, uh, uh, how worried are you guys that there'll be a price of silicon wafers rising? I'm not. I think I think we might have talked about this at the end of last week, too. We did. But the price of silicon wafers is such a minuscule part of the overall cost that even if it does go up, as has been rumored, or I'm not sure if it's confirmed at this point, it will add minimal cost, like a dollar or two to a processor. Yeah, and that's what analysts have told me over the years. The same thing as never factor in the cost of manufacturing, for the most part. Like that, those kind of raw materials don't matter that much. 
It's all the marketing and the pretty colors and the ads. <laughs> That's what you're paying. Well, there's for. plenty of steps that come after the silicon wafer as well. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's not the yeah the design. It's all the R and D that goes into it, and there's just so much more than than the than the sand that's been melted to make the chip. Seems like mm-hmm. the impression I get. Cool. We, Good question, though. We had I, a question. I do have a question. Let's Go see. For it. All right. So this is from Tom Nickel. I'm pronouncing your last name right. Hi, folks. Uh, your recent article and video on pre-built versus DIY computers struck a chord in me. Uh, within the last week, I've had to use Windows System Restore three separate times. I don't know why. Thankfully, my system is now stabilized. However, the age of my system, my motherboard BIOS dates back to 2009, and my hard drive is now almost three years old. Uh, together with the incident I just mentioned, has led me to look into either buying or building a new PC. I've built my last three or four PCs. However, uh, I am now retired on a fixed income, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here. The uh, current pricing is concerning. Seems like uh, research on eBay indicates that the components for a new PC, including a new UPS and 5.1 surround speakers, would run somewhere around $975. Naturally, I would like to bring that figure down as far as possible without overly compromising performance. I should, expl- I should explain that I'm not into PC gaming as such. Rather, I'm more into home theater PCs for various reasons. That being the case, and with pre-built versus DIY, sorry, <laughs> and with the pre-built versus DIY situation you've described, how would you suggest I proceed? And so I actually reached out to him because I wanted to get more specifics about like what kind of home theater PC Such he ha- set up he had. <laughs> I, I I feel actually really bad for all the readers who actually write in. And I'm like, oh, I want to answer that one because then I like pepper them with questions. I'm like, well, what are your exact parameters? <laughs> it's I'm important. Like, it makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it really does. Because I said like, well, when you say home theater PC, do you mean like are you using it just for streaming or are you like me where you actually have like a capture card or multiple capture cards in there and you're actually using it like a DVR? And I and he turns out that he actually is using it like a DVR. So he has, uh, um, I think it's a, what is it right here? An HD home run prime cable card unit. He said it's got three built-in tuners. He's got a one terabyte hard drive dedicated to, um, you know, recording all those uh, streams. And then he says he's planning on upgrading to a two terabyte hard drive. He can't afford an SSD right now because they're a little expensive. Um, and he, he actually mentioned going to eBay and finding like bare bones setups. And so after all this information, I would say two options popped out to me. I think if you wanted to still go with the uh, DIY route, I think um, actually just building a Ryzen system with that 2200G would do really well. Because if you're working with parts that are as old as like what almost 10 years now, 2009. Um, yeah, so Core 2 parts. Probably. Yeah. So I think that would be a nice bump for you if you can afford it maybe even going with that you know four core eight thread part the 2400g and then you can just reuse a lot of the existing stuff you have you can reuse obviously that tv tuner equipment you can reuse the hard drive so even if you get another you know two terabyte drive there's no reason you still can't use the uh the the one terabyte and that's what i do yeah and since since you're going for costs you don't have to worry about because i think I asked him specifically because it was a home theater PC setup. I was a little concerned because some people like it to be like small and for it to fit right into the, you know, entertainment system. And I don't think that was a concern. So you can just go out and buy like one of those super cheap, like mid towers, you know, and then you have plenty of room to like shove all your you know stuff in there 
and you can always expand down the road. So that's the first option. The other option, if you're really on a limited income, is that depending on where you live, some universities actually have like um, like a store on campus where they sell their used PC hardware. And, they're, and depending on the university, sometimes they're fairly new. Like you can get stuff that's maybe like two or three years old, depending on how frequently they update their hardware. And I've never heard of this. Yeah. So it depends on the university. Like when my university, which is, you know, north of San Francisco, their selection is crap. Like they use that stuff till it's dead. So when you go there, it's like 10 year old PCs, which is not very helpful. <laughs> but I was watching like a YouTube video and this guy went to his university. He did the same trick and he got like a fairly recent computer like maybe three or four years old for like eighty dollars, and I was like, okay, like that's that's a pretty wow. good deal because it includes the license for Windows too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one another option. And then other than that, I would just the, the third option would be just looking for like some kind of DIY built, or sorry, pre built uh, system like on Best Buy. I I just I'm really hesitant about eBay. I just I always worry that like if you buy through eBay, unless it's unless it's like Best Buy selling through eBay or like, you know, B and H selling through eBay or like some actual retailer where you can still go into the store or call corporate and complain. I get really nervous about that kind of stuff because someone could dump like bad hardware on you and just like take off. Yeah, it does yeah. happen. But there are good deals, um, which is, you know. It can be. I mean, if you get lucky, it could be that person who bought a pre-built system to harvest just the GPU. And they're like, yeah, I don't need the rest of it. Yeah, no, that's actually. <laughs> actually, if he doesn't, if he doesn't care about gaming, I, I think Ryzen APU makes a whole lot of sense in this situation for an HTPC. Yeah. The only thing yeah. that really uh, you have to keep track of with that is uh, it's called PlayReady 3.0, a DRM system. Hmm. that out of the box, the Ryzen APUs don't support them, but they just said, I saw news reports about it today, that they'll be pushing out a driver update to support that in the next month or two. So I think that's a great HTPC solution, especially for the use cases he described, but you might have issues with Netflix for a month or so. Yeah, I think they named E at CES. They said, like, yeah, we're, you know, they had the list of codecs that they're supporting and the like. So it's it supports all modern codecs. PlayReady, you know, they have to support. Uh, Intel definitely already has that um, at this mm-hmm. point. I, and I, I got to say, yeah, I would, you know, if he's got 2009 era parts. So, again, it could be Core 2, could be, you know, early, you know, Core i7 or Nehalem parts, right? I would reuse. I'd DIY it. I'd just buy a new motherboard. Where? <laughs> what? No, I mean, I, I was... I, oh, you like, mean like completely replace both the CPU and the motherboard? I would just replace CPU motherboard right <laughs> so I thought you meant just the motherboard for a second. I was like, you, what? He could reuse all of that, that hard drive, you know... Of course, it's just who cares if you've you've lost like you know whatever you've recorded. It's just television, I guess, for a lot of people. But um, it's not like you're losing critical data. Uh, I would think just reuse everything, power supply case... Hard drive. Yeah, you can reuse a lot of it. Right. So really, you're, all you're looking at is paying for the price of a processor, board, and RAM. So, which is, you know, the wonderful thing about PC, that ATX power supply still works. It'll power up everything modern. So just do a swap out. Unless the power supply is going bad, but usually they just stop working. They don't just kind of like some sort of work. So I would yeah. say everything still works. Change board, RAM, and, and processor. I would DIY it, I would think so. I think I would, too, for the use case, because there's so much that you can reuse. Yeah. Yeah. And really, now, I'm not familiar with uh, the way that decoding tuner TV works. I know, like, if you use Plex, more CPU is better for encoding and popping it out to other devices. Is it worthwhile to spend more for the extra threads? I don't think no? so, From because 
from what I know of the hardware he mentioned, all the encoding is done in the hardware. Yeah. It's the, like the unit itself does all that stuff. So you don't have to, it's, it doesn't have any additional burden on the system. Yeah. Those, so you can those, just get the $99 part and yeah, be happy all day. Yeah, as cheap as possible. Awesome. I mean, you're the yeah. only, pre- you'll pay in decoding it, but all that's done on the GPU these days and it's nothing. It's all in hardware, so you can decode just about anything. So yeah, and all the encode, and these, these three tuner boxes, they do all the encoding yeah, and it's it's like over USB or sometimes over PCIe. So that was the thing for the longest time too, because back when I got into you know kind of rolling my own DVR, um, the only ones that actually did like hardware encoding on the card itself were internal cards. You couldn't get an external like unit for a long time that would do that. It was dependent on the system. And then now, like uh, I think was it they're called Silicon Dust, they're the ones yep. that do that like home run stuff. They actually came out with some really solid external units. Yeah, they get loud though, from what I hear. <laughs> you yeah, have to, like put that in like your basement or your like garage or something, and enjoy it while it lasts. I heard there's a there's a rumor they may try to close the. Uh, they oh, may like, allow them like to OTA encrypt. Is going to get encrypted? I, I don't. Yeah, or maybe they've closed it on cable. So like, oh, yeah. you know how sometimes cable companies will just carry unencrypted. I think they can now encrypt. Well, the unit he mentioned, I think, is the one that, a, so you yeah. can get, like, a card yeah. from your cable company that, like, decodes it. Oh, wow, it, like, cable un- card. Unencrypts yeah. it, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they yeah. hate doing that. They hate doing yeah. that. But they have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't know. One benefit to government uh, regulation. I think ATSC, I think, I, I, where I think he could be running ATSC, too, right, just over the air, so. But he I could, thought I'd, I heard But the they're... model he mentioned, he said he's a cable card unit. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah so cable card. Wow, that's like that's, yeah. that's one that's a loss. more interesting question than I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was our last question, though, right? Unless Adam, you got Do any? Do you have any in the chat? Uh, yeah, we got one uh, from Good Looking Honky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good username. <laughs> uh, Do you believe we'll we will see a, a i10 processor? L10. Wait, <laughs> uh, maybe he miswrote this. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I... maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Right uh, after the i9 comes out. Oh wait, maybe that's what he means. Oh yeah, yeah, maybe that's so what he means. So we have Core i9, and there's gonna be. I don't know. I I know they were really resistant to even doing Core i9 in the first place. So I I don't know. And it they usually are spaced out. So it'd be uh, i11 Core i11. Yeah. Yep. Right. Only uh, odd numbers. Do you think they would plan for it, or do you think it'd be more like response to anything AMD does? I don't know. I mean, clearly Core i9, you know, so for people who don't know, (laughs) all of the test CPUs that everybody got for Skylake X, they actually, when you checked the CPU ID on them, they all said Core i7. Every single one of them identified in the BIOS and to everything. They told you it was a Core i7. And at the briefing that the media got, we were all told, like, look, we know these chips we're going to give you will say Core i7. We did that to th- to fool everybody, to fool all the leak sites. We didn't want anybody to know it's called Core i9 to the very last minute. And it, they said it's a trivial thing just to have the CP, production CPUs identify themselves as Core i9. So we did that to keep it a super secret. I 80% believe Intel on that. And then 20% <laughs> of me says, said, oh, my God, they've got this Threadripper thing. We need something that's too better than Core i7. Well, it's Core i9. That's easy. It's too better. Core i7 is good. Core i9, too better, right? So I don't know. I do, you know, 
possibly believe them, but also it could also be, you know, they don't want to come out and say, yeah, we had to come out and respond. No company ever wants to come out and say that. They well, I don't think say. they would ever say that. I'm just saying from where we're sitting, like, or where you're sitting rather, like, which one do you think it was? I don't know. I mean, leaks are a huge problem for Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA, right? So... Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, it leaked anyway. It didn't matter. It didn't leak till that day at Computex when they announced it, which is amazing because they told us about yeah. it. They did a phone briefing for us, I think Thursday or something like that. And then by Sunday, they announced it and it didn't leak. So I, I got to say it did work. That was effective. But, you know, some part of me, there's, there's always going to be some part of me that says we need to do something, you know, big and bold and uh, introduce a Quora 9 is something big and bold. So, I mean, I'll never know. We'll never know, in fact. <laughs> Uh, I wouldn't expect a Core 11 anytime soon, though. I-11, no. whatever. I-11? Yeah, I wouldn't expect to see that. Core 9 even if they have to expand the line, Core 9 it's new. They're not going to add another one, I don't think. Well, the problem with that, too, is what happens if we get to Core I-13? <laughs> you got to skip it. Bad luck. Uh, you can't, what, are you going to skip it? Only for... Yeah. That's what they do in elevators. Is that really true, though? I mean... Yeah, I've seen elevators that don't have 13th floor. Man, I just or in China how four. how many pros like how many cores will we have to get to before they start expanding <laughs> to like that number though? I know, it could be something else though. I just kind of <laughs> they should make core eleven chips with uh, the fancy new discrete GPUs that Raj's team is making. Oh, it to eleven. Oh, oh. nice. You mean uh, oh, you mean but as a. Didn't he just? Didn't they just break something out? I thought I saw something Raj's name and they're Intel gonna talk and about it. Yeah. They're gonna. I didn't, I didn't see the details before we hopped in here, but yeah. Huh. That'd be, be make a big badass eighteen core chip with one of those GPUs hooked up to it. Crank it to core i eleven. But you mean as a discrete part, not not in the heat spreader. You don't mean a. I don't know. You're looking too far into the joke. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> Once again, Brad's got the inside here. <laughs> All right, we better go before we get yelled at. Uh, well, real oh, quick wait. to follow up on the HTPC uh, Z530 on uh, YouTube says uh, transcoding maxes out octa-core for most media servers that they've used. Uh, so yeah, I think well, if you're going to, that's do- like we're talking about Plex though. We're not yeah. talking about taking yeah. uh, you know basically a TV signal and then encoding that. Yeah, and then, you know, again, these, these silicon dust, the home run boxes, do. it's already an encoded signal. You're just going to watch it and throw it away. I don't, I don't think they're going to re-encode it again, you know? I, I wouldn't think they'd. It just seems silly to, to take that signal and then transcode it over again. So, I mean, which you could do in the background because you got nothing else to do, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got three more quick questions. Uh, oh, okay. Ekind11 on Twitch says, uh, do you think there will be an eight-core mainstream coffee lake chip? Yes. There's all these rumors of that already coming. I mean, that's, yeah, that's going to happen, I think. Yeah. It's a foregone conclusion, I think, to compete. Okay. Uh, Bobby Vinette on Facebook says, uh, I'm looking to build a new desktop. Should I wait for the next release of Threadripper? Ooh. Depends what you're doing. The current ones are pretty badass, so unless you got a real reason to wait, I wouldn't. Yeah, and the prices have come down on them, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, my opinion is it's, we're almost in March. There's talks of Threadripper plus two, whatever it is by August. Second half. Second half. second half. Third quarter. But you can do a lot of work between now and August. Yeah, but there's nothing like, oh. No, I know. It's just like, yeah, I just got, oh no, really? Yeah. No, I know. Sucks for you. I'm just saying. I, I would, I couldn't do it now. It's too close. I think sort of like, it, it depends on your comfort level, right? Like, would you go out? You could you? Would you recommend Brad somebody go out and buy a 1080 
TI at this point. Well, I mean, assuming prices were not <laughs> like. Well, you have to make it equivalent. You have to basically say like the 1080 Ti is you know discounted versus its MSRP. Well, okay, so like yeah. not pricing. So if I can go out and buy 1080 Ti now <laughs> for list price, what they go for? Mm-hmm. And bucks. were six hundred to seven six fifty, right? Whatever they were supposed to actually be. And we are three months away from a new graphics card launch. We don't know. Maybe they'll just talk about it. We don't know in a little bit. I, I would say you got to wait. I just, it's too close for me. Like six months is too close. 12 months is like, okay, you know, who knows what the draws, but like six months is pretty close. But that's like an to event. Me, half a year's a, a year in tech time. Mm. Yeah. But this is a big purchase. I mean, like for me, I, I'm still rolling ancient hardware. So you don't go out and, you know, you just like, you want to like, you well, want to feel good for the longest amount of time, but, uh, but at least you, you can know that Threadripper to whatever uh, you know is not going to be as big of a jump. You know, I mean, like we we, we bought we built our uh, eight core uh, machines in there for for video production, and then Threadripper came out. You know, a couple months later, and we're like, oh my god, we could have you know whatever company money but <laughs> you know, like like that's a huge difference. You know, you're saying like you know. From Threadripper one to two, I mean, mm, I don't know what it's not going to be that big, right? But even still, I feel like you're leaving price off the table, and it's not a vacuum, right? You're right. If it's like Adam and work is paying for it, buy today, buy two, (laughs) and then make one of them go home with you to test. Okay, but that's not if it's building on its own. But no, even if but even if he's building his own, like he, I mean, it's not as cheap as it was during Black Friday. But I mean, you're not going to be paying. I don't think like Threadripper two is going to be as low as Threadripper is currently. So if he can make a lot of use out of the machine now between, what is it? It's still February. It's like, that's like six months between now and August. Yeah. Then, you know, maybe it's worth the, uh, the difference. And then if I were, if I were him, I'd do it now. There's nothing stopping him from selling that chip later. Also, I, and upgrading then. Cause I gotta go buy a Samsung, the new, um, what's it? The nine, the eight. I gotta go buy an eight. S9. Well, no, here's, S8. But here's the thing, Gordon. I'm going to buy the S8 can, right now. Can you reuse that case, though, for upgrading to an S9? So then you would have to hold out. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm gonna. should I go buy an S8 right now? No. Well, there's a big difference between something coming out in two weeks and something coming out in six months. We don't know when S9 is coming out. Just say it's a long time, Gordon. <laughs> I just, it's only I, February, and they said second half. I understand that, but this is this is... <laughs> This is not a phone that you will throw away in six months, which is how it works with phones. This is a CPU this this which person may you, use for the next three years. Which he which he could still replace more than five years, years probably, upgrade, right? Because that motherboard will still be good. Yeah, but what's he going to do with his you know a nine hundred dollar Threadripper one, right? If it's I don't we don't even know if it's called Threadripper two. It could be Threadripper plus Threadripper, you know, part two. We don't know, but if part two, it depends on what he's using it for, but if. He's doing something that could make actual use of Threadripper mm-hmm. kind of CPU. I think it's worthwhile productivity-wise yes. to not wait six-ish months. Okay, yes. all right, Brad, you got me there. You yes. got me there. If this is for work okay. and it is productive, well, not for work, but this you're a freelancer. Been this whole time. Is that what you've been saying? <laughs> yes, it I mean, is. it's not like he's getting it for gaming, you know. <laughs> we don't know that. If you're I mean, doing... Right. I mean, well, if you're doing it just for kicks, then you can wait as long as you like. All right, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if you're stuck right now with some, you know, Sandy Bridge Core i7, yeah, definitely. 
It's hard. All right. Forget what I said. <laughs> All right. La- last uh, last random question from Jacob Flores on uh, on YouTube. He says, uh, "Full. Uh, what are our preferences? Uh, each one of us: uh, Siri, Cortana, Alexa, or Google Assistant?" Ooh, that's like. That's a, ooh. Well, I don't I mean, have home speakers in my home, and I only use my phone for Outlook and Twitter. Basically, I don't. I don't care about any of them. Gordon says none of He's these from above. the granite state, so they, you know, we don't trust in that <laughs> stuff up here. Uh, my pres- preference is Google Assistant. I second that. Yeah. I've tried all of them, and I pretty much hate I haven't really used all Cortana them. that much. Well, no, I don't even hate all of them. I don't hate, I guess the distinguishing factor for me is that I don't hate the Google Assistant, but I hate everything else. Mm-hmm. So. I'm, I'm, I referenced earlier switching to iPhone. Um, my phone before this was the Moto X and Google Assistant or Google Now, I think it was called at the time, yeah. is the one thing that I really miss from Android because it was cool having that personalized homepage. Hey, it's this, this was the weather today. Here are six stories that we think you specifically will like. So on and so forth. And you, there's nothing like that on iPhone. So. And it just responds better to natural language queries, too. Mm-hmm. Um, every time. So I carry both an iPhone and an Android phone because uh, I'm just trying to Nerd. keep up with both uh, ecosystems. And every single time I ask Siri something, I just I just really don't get a good response out of it. And then if I ask Google Assistant, it'll at least bring up a, a Google search page or something that will at least be more related to what I asked I'm uh, going to surprise you here. You're going to pick Cortana? Oh, hell no. <laughs> no, that's not. That's crazy talk. <laughs> that's an insult. Come on. Cortana's just like, look, I'm going to surprise everyone and say, if I had to look, I'm on my spaceship. Everybody else is asleep. This is the entire movie's passenger. I was right? say, are you talking about I passengers? wake up. And I'm, I'm not going to do that kind of like real not nice move. There's another D word for what he did. Uh, and I'm going to like, I, I got to like talk to somebody. If I'm going to have to have somebody to have like with me that whole time, it's going to have to be Siri. I, I'm sorry, but why I, I have a pixel, I have a pixel two XL, right? State of the art Google phone. And man, that thing is just like the searches are like, cause you will take like, a, my son has an iPhone five S and he'll talk, he'll have conversations with Siri. Yeah. Siri is as dumb as a brick. <laughs> it is as dumb as a brick, but it feels like you're having a conversation with someone. With Google Assistant, it's like, you know, oh, Google, what's happening tomorrow on this thing? Or look up this so-and-so or tell me about this, like web page. I'm driving my car. Can you tell me what it is? No, it's it actually like, reads it out loud. Sometimes, and sometimes it just dumps you on a search page. I could have done the search myself. Siri actually feels... Like what no. we're approaching? Well, no, because yeah, Siri, you, you Siri's common <laughs> answer to everything that I ask is, Let me "I'm sorry, I don't know the answer to that." But it's, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't know the answer. I'm to sorry, that. but you know what? Well, he said it's like talking to an actual dumb person. Yeah, I mean, it's like talking to a dumb person. But at least you're having a conversation with a dumb person. Yeah, can you really last a whole year doing that? I well, wouldn't. it's better than like, well, I, can you? Uh, Tell me about so-and-so, Google Assistant, whatever. You don't even have a name. You're not even so worthy. I just call it Google Siri. Oh, great. You looked up a Wikipedia page. Thanks. Yeah, I could have done that myself. Still more interesting than having someone constantly say, I don't know the answer to that. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think Google really messed up not giving it a name, unlike everybody else. Yes. Google Assistant. It's just like, it makes me feel like. 
acknowledging that this massive privacy invading company <laughs> is listening to whatever I say in the nearby vicinity, as opposed to Siri, my dumb friend. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Gordon. Uh, <laughs> I don't care, but at least my dumb friend is talking back. They're acknowledging. But They're not going to be on. But, but it's going to be that Here's annoying friend just that just my repeats phone. the same jokes over and over and over. Oh my god, and over again. Gordon, uh, would you rather have uh, HAL 9000 or Skynet as your personal assistant? <laughs> Skynet doesn't talk. Skynet doesn't talk. So he's voting for HAL. So yeah, you'd rather, I'd rather have, HAL. have HAL. At least like, well, look, we're going to Jupiter, pal. At least we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Skynet doesn't talk. Well, it, it just decides it in, it talks like, through its Terminators, you know? No, it doesn't. It decides instantly like, oh my God, you're not worth, you know, you're messing the planet up. We're going to wipe you out. And it took like a millisecond to figure that out. <laughs> so then it, it's, and then it's, it didn't it's even gonna... tell you that. That's what's wrong with Skynet. That's what's so bad about Skynet. No, Sky, so Skynet, Skynet is going to figure out the best possible solution before you even think it, so that they're going to serve it no, up to no, you. No, no, here's Perfect. how it works, Adam. Look, look, Skynet is like, Skynet, what's the weather going to be like tomorrow? We will terminate all of you tomorrow. Like, Siri would, like, tell you, oh, we've decided to terminate you, all of you. To Skynet wouldn't even say anything. It would just, like, launch nukes and that'd be it. Yeah, well, it doesn't talk to you. <laughs> so we're learning that Gordon really needs, values communication. Yeah, he just he needs like, somebody to have like like a chat with him. I want you to ask me a question. Why is your shirt red? That's not the Google Assistant. <laughs> <laughs> that's Bing. You can. Oh my God! Why would you even bring up Bing? Like that's like the worst of Cortana right there. Oh God. <sighs> That's the worst feature in Windows 10 and on Xbox. Uh, yeah, the worst. That's that's all. That's all you get is red. Like I do a search for red, and that that that. that no, your search says red at World of Warships. Well, that's because I it, it auto correct auto corrected. But look here, look. That's all you get. It's like oh, thank, thanks Google Assistant for giving me a search for red, which anybody could do. You don't think that's a form of uh, like conversation? Like they're being helpful. No, no, no. Way you know what that is? The dumb that, friend. That, look, that that is the entire plot. Like having a concierge service. That is the entire plot of Castaway with Tom Hanks. <laughs> all right. I don't want to be on the island with what is it? What's the character? It's the volleyball thing. Yeah, what's the name of the volleyball? I can't remember. Uh, Wilson. Uh, Wilson, right? It's like Wilson never answers. <laughs> My God, do you know what Tom Hanks would have done to get Wilson to say like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Like, that's, that's it, enough to... But sometimes the Google Assistant does actually give you a really nice full answer. I'm on a desert island. I don't actually know... I don't need to know what red is. I just need to have a conversation about red. I prefer my dumb friend, Siri. That's why I'd bring her. And I don't <laughs> even have an iPhone. I have a Pixel. <laughs> Brad is like, just let me go. Just, <laughs> just let me go. Stop. You walking down the street just talking at nothing. It's like crazy... The crazy street people that everyone knows. It's, 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 that's what the world's turning into. Crazy street <laughs> Siri? <laughs> Any of them. Just talking at your phone, walking down the street is weird. Yeah. Is oh, but at least you can talk to your phone and get a response. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Dark Sith AZ on uh, Twitch says Bixby. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, I would Bixby. take Cortana over Bixby, I gotta Ooh. say. Like, that is like, Cortana, yeah, me, me I think, is the most personable out of all of them, but it's the most useless because I'm never going to talk to my PC to find an answer. I'm just going to open Google. Yeah, that's the problem with Cortana. It's just like, it doesn't, it's not, I have my mouse and keyboard here. I would not use inefficient speech to ask my, and that's kind of the problem with Cortana, you know? Yeah, 100%. So, all right, Jacob Flores uh, got us off of PC Talk. 
Yeah, he did. Anyway. Uh, a person after your own heart. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Let's uh, let's finish this, shall All we? All right. So check back in two weeks for your fix of PC talk and aimless ran- r- rambling about Cortana and uh, Bixby on the full nerd. <laughs> for audio listeners, check back on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And subscribe. I'm, see, I'm not reading this. That, that's why I'm getting it all wrong. Leave a review on iTunes, You're Google Play, it? or Stitcher. Every time you do, someone uses Cortana. Is that a plus or a negative? I don't know. <laughs> Same questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Maong with Brad Charkas. Adios. Elaine Yi. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Murray will take us out finally. Twitch.tv forward slash PCWorldUS. Do it. Whoops. Kappa. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, no. You didn't? Oh. <laughs>